3: Hello and welcome to a whole new series of Where To Go. I'm James Atkinson, Senior Brand Manager at DKI Witness.
1: And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness.
3: And it's a new series!
1: Hooray! Yeah. Welcome back, James.
3: Welcome back, Lucy, and welcome back, listener. Um, but if you haven't listened to us before, welcome to Where To Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. Um, so we are kicking off the series with a bang today, Lucy. Yeah, it's um, going
1: to be a great episode. We've got a great guest.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, really excited. We've got an expert on the on the pod, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I mean, lots of our guests are experts uh, in their own right, <laughs> but... Uh, This one has particularly got his kind of niche right, right down and is a brilliant writer, brilliant, um, brilliant kind of historian and a brilliant sort of talker about all things food, really. Yes,
1: exactly. So I hope um, listeners have eaten something because you're going to leave this recording feeling incredibly hungry. So get some nipples to see you through.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be it, but, uh maybe some tacos. Yes. might be quite be quite handy to order in uh as you're listening to this episode. But uh yeah, so uh we are going to LA. Yeah. Um uh so Los Angeles and um uh Los Angeles kind of having a bit of a moment at the minute. Um have you ever been, Lucy? Yeah.
1: To be honest, no. I went I went on a family holiday to California years ago. We did the classic sort of Chinese theater Hollywood sign type experience. So Really? No, I've just done the touristy thing and I think we really did it in a day. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited um, that we're going to kind of probably enter the skin of the place. Have you been, James?
3: I haven't been. No, it's been. It's a place that's like kind of long fascinated me. As you know, I'm really into my music, and sure. uh, L A. LA is a is a bit of a, a cultural hub of that. But um, I, I'm really interested in the, the kind of multifaceted layer of it. And mm-hmm. I know um, you guys have been working on like local Los Angeles as well. That's
1: right. That comes out later this year. Yes, that
3: does come out later this year. And just hearing some some of the first bits from that about like kind of the art scene and LA mm. um food scene which we'll talk about quite, yes. <laughs> quite a bit later um, uh, uh, and music and and, and all the, all these different things I think there's a lot of you know you think of LA being home to a lot of Hollywood stars mm. of, of, of of you know being that kind of like tinsel town stereotype yeah. etc but I think um uh, lots of people are moving there for loads of different reasons at the minute it's, and it's
1: huge it's, Los Angeles it's absolutely huge so it's sort of a city yeah. of different cultures um and and that kind of you know sort of finds its way into every facet of, of the city so I know that I'm sure we're going to cover all of this.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure that we're going to cover this because as we say, we are speaking to an LA expert today. Yes,
1: we're speaking to Javier Cabral, who is an author and editor for LA Taco, an award-winning media platform covering news, art, music and food in Los Angeles.
3: So a little bit about Javier. He created the acclaimed food blog, Teenage Glutster at the the young age of 16. Incredible. So he started food writing then. Uh, He's since written for the LA Times, Savoir, Uh, serious seats the washington post munchies vice uk amongst many others
1: yeah and he's also um, co-authored the cookbook oaxaca home cooking from the heart of mexico and served as associate producer for the award-winning netflix series las crónicas del taco
3: yes so without further ado welcome javier hey what's up everyone Uh, i'm really happy to be here Lovely to have you. great to have you on the podcast. Uh, So uh, Javier, we're going to, uh, as we normally kick things off in the podcast, we're going to find a bit more about you uh, and then move on to exploring LA and the best things to do there. We'll finish off by hearing about the present day in the city and what it's been like in recent times.
1: So Javier, you were born and raised in LA. What has kept you there?
0: That's a great question. Um, yeah it, it's uh you know it's recently I would say over the last ten years uh, it seems like there's been a new spotlight in Los Angeles and it, you know everyone has been moving here uh, a lot of uh, mm. people from the other side of the country are moving here and uh, I realized that there is a narrative that is uh actively um, constantly published and told about the LA that everyone loves to hate, right? This is like you know that that LA is that LA is, mm, that yeah. LA is fake, right. full of fake people. That LA is very artificial. That you know LA is yeah. very um, you know it's you have to have a lot of money. Um, you know you only come here to to follow your dreams. Um, but I'm here to yeah. say that you know yes, that's one part of LA. That's the one that gets all the media attention. But mm. there's a, the whole other side of Los Angeles that. That uh, you know, just is not in the media, and that's just like you know, uh, full of hardworking, uh, you know, m- either working-class families or immigrant families that that really keep mm. the city running. So uh, my family are are immigrants here, my, both my parents, and uh, there came a time when yes, I I, I realized that was I going to stay in my adult years here in in my, in my hometown or was I going to try to move somewhere. And it dawned on me that you know the reason why a lot of people move here is because they come from small towns they come from places that are boring in la it's there's it's the opposite of that there is so much to do all the time um and you you know so I grew up uh, you know trying to take advantage of, of everything that my city has to offer and because of my career choice which is you know journalist a writer uh you know a content creator um you know I try I try to my best to uh, show the rest of la that no one knows about the the L.A., you know, uh, the L.A., uh, East L.A., East side of the river, um, all the communities on like the the North, East, South, West, um, in the marginalized communities, you know, because there's lots of amazing food. There's lots of, uh, you know, amazing profiles, Mm -hmm. stories um, that someone needs someone needs to tell their story. And luckily for me, because I'm from here, I have access to that. I speak Spanish as well. So, uh, you know, that allows me to get deeper knowledge. Um, so for all those reasons, you know, um, I realized, you know, what, I got to stay here and, 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 defend my hometown.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, a, that, that's as good a reason as any, really. And I think, um, you know, I think that there, if you think about the cultural export of LA, it's huge, but it's not just people who move there, as, as you say, and follow the kind of, uh, you know, their dreams and stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot of the kind of cult, the communities within LA, it's a huge, you know, there's, 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 from sort of punk rock to rap to various other things like there's loads of musical movements that have come out of it and and increasingly you kind of talk about lots of the restaurant and food movements coming out of it too um so which part of l.a do you kind of live in currently
0: it's funny that you ask uh you're asking me where i live now because i just moved to to long beach uh long beach is the last standing public beach in LA. Um, okay. When I say that, I mean that it's still, you know, it, it, there's actually a Cambodia town here. It has a the, the large population of Cambodians outside of Cambodia. Um, you know, they're, we're right next to Compton. Um, so it's a really, really diverse community and still hasn't really been uh, gentrified. Like when you know, when you come to LA, a, a lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm going to go straight to Venice to the boardwalk. I'm going to go straight to Santa Monica and I'm going to go take photos by the ocean and the, and the little ferri- the ferris wheel. You know what? Again, that's one part of LA. But if you want to experience like, a- you know, a more—I uh, mean, I, I hate to use the word yeah. authentic—but a more raw, a more bold, a more real LA beach, you know, you come to uh, to Long Beach. Long Beach, you know, is home, is right next to the 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 largest port um, in all of the country, which I'm sure a, a lot of you saw in the news that there was a lot of uh, a lot of holdups recently, um, long lines of of uh, of, uh, of ships that of containers of container ships mm-hmm. that would come from you know Asia. Um so it's a really working class beach city. So I just moved here and I'm loving it so far because again a big reason why people move to LA is to be close to the water to mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna, if you're going to live if you're, if you're going to live here you want to have you know, and me being from uh I've always lived in yeah. inland communities. Yeah. Um, yeah sure I grew up every once in a while going to the beach but you know the beach I was never a surfer um again which is another stereotype in LA right um I was never a surfer and and a lot of people aren't surfers because like, a lot of people have, you know, they got to work. They have, you know, <laughs> you don't really have time to go, uh, to go surf. So now that I live closer to the beach, I'm starting to experience this now, but this is, uh, I'm 33 now. So it took 33 years for me to see, oh, wow, I, I live in a beach city. And this is why I pay so much money to live here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Javier, I'm going to ask you an impossible question. I mean, you've already hit on so much stuff and we've, we've talked about what's catching LA, but is there is there something in particular that you love about L.A.? What is, what is it about L.A. that makes you tick, I suppose? So
0: in, in L.A., you know, have, have you all heard the term uh, code switching? Um, code switching means like, uh, you know, when you, you know, you have your personality that you have at work and then you have your personality that you are with your friends. You have your person, you, you know, you you change your yeah. the way you communicate and you approach yeah. life. Um, based on the on the situation. Yeah. Yes. Um, in LA, uh, my whole life that's that's what I've, I've done. You know, because my my professional life is to to work as you know uh, work in restaurant. I mean, work uh, writing about restaurants as a food writer, as a journalist for the last 17 years of my life. Um, which is a really you know it's a very mm. uh, professional you know fancy, very uh, you know sophisticated um, you know writer writer intellectual type. Yeah. 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 But at, at at night, I'm like a punk rocker, and I like to go out to shows, and I like to go you know, try different <laughs> foods. So I think um, the reason why I love LA is uh, I try to not take for granted, um, you know, all the communities that you have to experience um, here and the food without having mm. to, to travel. Of course, it's never going to be the same as like, you go to you, you travel to, to a country to, to, to try the, the certain food of a region that is represented here. But my mentor, my mentor you know, rest sure. in peace, Jonathan Gold, he was the only food critic to win a Pulitzer Award mm. um, in the world. And he he broke it down really best. It's like L.A. is a city where immigrants can cook like their true bold flavors without having to dumb it down or add less chili, less salt, less acid, because more likely than not they're gonna find um, people from their same small hometown who are gonna find them and be able and be able to support that. So there's a there, there's a strong system of support, um, and you don't have to censor your your flavors. You don't have to censor. So when you're going around, um, you know. Eating these foods and you take that first bite of a taco or that first slurp of a noodle, it just hits you. It hits you right away when you're like, "Wow!" You know, your eyes open up and you know that sense of food euphoria kicks in. And you're like, "Okay, I get why LA is awesome." You know, it's a proxy for a lot of uh, of, of different communities around the world. Um, and recently, this has been the case because I've actually been I've actually um, been hired um, to be as a tour guide. Um, you know, from like from from, from from chefs in the UK or from chef from Canada or from chef from all from, from Asia. And they yeah, come there yeah. like, hey, I want to open up a taqueria, which is a word for a taco shop, um, in my cu- in my where in my country in my city. Um, you know, I I can't I want to go I, I I can't go to Mexico right now, but I can go to L.A. Um, you know, and and take me around. So mm-hmm. now you're seeing places around the world that are opening up um, taco shops, not just Mexican uh, in, inspiration, but also L.A. inspiration, which is really really insane. You know that that that, mm-hmm. that this place uh, that that does another place in the world that that has a. That reputation that can actually uh, inspire, um, someone else around, uh, someone else across the world to open a restaurant inspired by not just Mexican tacos, but like you know, L.A. style tacos.
3: I mean, that's really cool. And I mean, I guess it goes back to what you said about like LA being a port town, so many different people from around the world kind of coming there and meeting people from their own cultures, et cetera. And I think I really like the point about like not dumbing down or compromising or like changing recipes that you can kind of get different styles there and so on, um, which is really, really cool. So, um, and speaking of food, we're going to obviously have to quiz you about <laughs> some of the best things to do and mainly eat <laughs> in LA. So, we're going to do that next. All right, Javier. Uh imagine we've just landed in LA and uh we want to start with like a kind of quick fire tour of the city. Uh, so we're going to throw a few kind of categories at you and you have to suggest just one thing to do. I know this might be really tricky, especially <laughs> food-wise. I'm anticipating that quite <laughs> quite heavily. Uh, but yeah, if, you, uh, if you're ready, let's go. Uh, so the first thing, uh, just one thing that you have to see in LA.
0: If there's one thing you have to see in LA... I think it will definitely be like the our power of tacos. Um, you know, we are a taco town. So, uh, you know, I know it's yeah. like, you know, it's not, it's like one thing you have to taste or eat, but it's just such a cultural thing. Um, you know, we call it, we call it the taco life. So yeah. I would go to a, uh, uh, taco row in Boyle Heights. Um, and you can just, uh, there's a bunch of food trucks there and you can, you know, try many different styles in one, in one stop. So if you had to only do one thing in LA. Um, I mean, as a food writer, someone who lives to eat, I would, I would, I would do that.
3: Cool. I mean, is is there any particular food truck that you have to go to, or is it just try them all? If there's
0: one, tr- if oh, there's only, if you only have time for one truck, and if you are not allergic to shrimp or, or seafood or shellfish, I would go to disco's Jalisco. Um, I call it MJ for short, and it's a crispy, it's a it's a crispy mm-hmm. shrimp taco made out of prawns, chopped up prawns, and on top of it, it has a, a really refreshing oregano tomato salsa with a a buttery slice of avocado on top. Um, you know, in LA, I call it. You know, it's a perpetual summer. It's always hot here, even during winter. So you you take a bite. And it's like crispy. It's custardy. It's seafoody. Um, and with the avocado, it's cooling. And then you just have it with like you know a nice Mexican Coke. You know, uh, and just it's a, it's a it's an amazing experience. So yeah. if you had to do one thing in LA, go have a taco and go have it with a you know with your with your drink of choice. Or you know, if you drink <laughs> beer, take your own beer too. <laughs>
3: Awesome! Awesome! Perfect. I, I mean, we're recording this around uh, tea time here in the UK, and I can see Lucy's squirming at <laughs> <laughs> the mention yeah. of that attackers. Yeah, drooling
1: into my mic. Um, so then Javier, your the pe- place that you would go to drink to drink, and the thing that you would drink, if that makes sense.
0: So, a place to go drink. Uh, I love beer, and I think that uh, there is a lot of really good breweries in LA to uh, Mm -hmm. to go try uh, to go drink some really good beer. So, um, I would go to Torrance. Um, It's a community in South LA that um, has has made it really easy for brewers to open up breweries. Um, So, I would go to Smog City Brewing. Uh, I would go to um, uh, Phantom Carriage. Uh, There's a cidery called Mm -hmm. uh, Honest Abe. Uh, so you can do all those things if you're if you if you, cool. if you, if you love to drink. However, I understand 100 percent that you don't uh that you know a lot of people don't drink beer or, or cider. So if that's the case and you prefer wine, uh I would go to uh Vinda California. It's a natural wine being made in Pasadena. Um, so Pasadena is uh you know it's in the San Gabriel Valley. And there's a winemaker there who, uh, you know, is minimal intervention wine, um, very easy to drink, no sulfites. So um, and you just and it's very, very refreshing. So you, you can go do that as well. That's called Vinda California. And if you had to go for a and if you had to go for a cocktail for a cocktail, I would probably go. If you drink whiskey, you have to go try. Uh, there's a place in Highland Park called Goldline, and they are a Japanese whiskey bar. Um, and, uh, it's opened by this independent, uh, 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 this, this independent music label, um, called Stone's Throw Records. So it, it
3: yeah yeah, yeah, you, I know. So, yeah,
0: weird. so Stone's, so the, so the owner of Stone's Throw, the, the, as, as the story goes, as, as it's reported, um, the owner of Stone's Throw loves Japanese whiskey and just wanted to have a place to like have meetings with his friends. So it ended up, he, and then he opened, he ended up opening up to the public and, uh, I used to live by here in Highland Park. And uh, so it's a really cool Japanese uh, whiskey bar where you go there. You can order a highball, uh, not too expensive, and it's just like they have like amazing DJs who just come uh, drop like guest sets. Where you don't, it, it could be a really famous DJ on any given night, or it can be like an old jazz musician, or it can be you know Stone Throw is, wow. is a really respected label for a lot of people who are into music. So. Uh, that's a great place for a cocktail. Even in those three things, you can choose your own adventure, right? you can, you can have your own you know yeah. you can you can go have some some beer with your with your chums and, and you know and just get, get really buzzed and then go have some amazing Japanese food because uh, Torrance is actually uh, the site of the old Toyota factory. So a lot of Japanese food ended up uh, wow. regional chest so like you know handmade soba noodles, um, really good sushi, Japanese curry. So you can go have beers and, and Japanese food. Uh, you can go to to Hayden Park, have some whiskey and some tacos after. Um, there's a bunch of tacos around there nearby. Uh, or you can go to event to Pasadena and then go have some dumplings after because that's in the Sanger Valley. So again, f- food and drink is really like
3: my my <laughs> my passion. Follow yeah. follow that yeah. follow that itinerary. That's uh, that, that is incredible. Wow. <laughs> I know we asked for just one thing, but that's like uh, wow, that's an amazing day. Thank you so much, Harriet. Um and I'm really worried by the next question cuz uh, I don't think it's going to be easy, an easy one for you, but the best sort of place and thing to eat um so i'm gonna let you off if you, do, you don't have to do just one thing for this because you are a food and drink writer um so yeah uh, so a, a place or two that you you love to you know one thing you kind of have to have to eat there uh
0: let's see so i love dim sum um a lot because mm. you know, I, I you know uh, there's a big uh, regional chinese population in and in in, in, the, yeah. in l.a and uh, there's one restaurant that I, I, I grew up going to um, for dim sum, you know, which, which are small dumplings served with tea. And for me, that's one of my favorite things. I, I don't eat brunch, um, but I do eat dim sum because you know, it's, around, it's around the same time. There's a place called Elite Restaurant in Monterey Park. Um, that's yeah, I just spelled how it sounds, Elite Restaurant, and they do uh, really high quality banquet style like dim sum. So you know, shrimp dumplings with nice. like uh, you know a translucent uh, dumpling skin. Um, they'll have, like, beef ribs that are steamed with, a, with like, a black pepper sauce. They'll have, like, uh, uh, little pastries that are, um, you know, with, filled with mango or something like that. So that's one of my favorite places in all, in all of L.A. Uh, and secondly, uh, you know, it's a, it's a biased answer, but, you know, Guelaguetza is a, a Oaxacan restaurant opened in the heart of Koreatown. And they have amazing mezcal. Yes. Um, and they also have really good uh, Oaxacan regional food. So they uh, are clayuda there or mole uh, with, you know, with some escales and they have live music. So, uh, what well, can I get an elite restaurant or probably my, my two, some of my two favorite places in all Awesome. I could see
1: our producer junior's um, eyes rolling into the mm-hmm. back of the head. Have her head when you were saying that? Because she was on cloud nine mm-hmm. and incredibly hungry. <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
0: I mean, that's my job. If I don't, make, if, I, if, if I don't, if I don't make you, if I don't make you hungry, I need to reassess my, my life. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: We well, are doing a great job. Yeah, you are doing very, a fantastic very job. At your job. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so then, Javier, how about your sort of your recommend for a day activity or your favorite day activity in in LA? So
0: you know. Uh, LA has a bunch of different, um, communities that are, you know, mini versions of, of their city of their, you know, of their origins. So for example, there is a, there is a little India um, in Artesia where they have a bunch of doses and they have a bunch of, you know, regional curries, a bunch of Indian desserts. Um, uh, you can also go to, uh, like a Thai town in Hollywood and have a bunch of like Thai desserts and Thai Hollywood. So if you had to break down like a day trip, um, you know, you can, you can go conquer, like one, like, one of these little places in one, in one day. Um, yeah. And if not that, then I personally love going to uh, Tijuana. Um, have, you, have you all heard this before?
3: Sort of, but yeah, well, yeah. So yes no. so, Listen,
0: <laughs> I've heard a bit, like, but I can't so, uh,
1: tell so you. So this
0: is, this is for, like, for real, like, for real advanced, uh, you know, high-level travelers who, like, love to get the most out of their trip in L.A. Um, Tijuana- yeah, T- yeah. Mexico yeah. is only two hours away. Uh, two and a half hours if there's traffic. Um, If you leave at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., you can drive to Tijuana, park on the U.S. side, take your passport, walk in to Mexico, um, and I would uh, go have some tacos and some coffee, um, and then, you know, some beer, because Tijuana is, is having a moment right now. There's natural wine there. There's lots of beautiful seafood. I think it's the best place for tacos in all of Mexico. You can do all those things, and then, Get back in your car by nighttime, walk back, I'm so, walk back into the US because there's Uber in Mexico too. So you can Uber around Um, you can do your research for, yeah, for, yeah. for places um, or you can just ask me. I would love to answer. And, uh, and, you, can, and, you, and you get back into your car and you, and you drive back in LA and, you, and, you're, uh, and you're home, you're home, you're home by, by, by midnight. And you just went to another country to experience something amazing um
3: and I, and you had and you had the best tacos in the whole world yeah exactly as well. and, and <laughs> I, honestly in
0: the whole world i think i, I it's it's uh, i love that i actually take a lot of like uh people there myself um and there's a lot of uh shows a lot of uh, concerts there's a lot of uh beer festivals it's i love tijuana so much baja california yeah it's really easy to get across a, it's the most it's the most transit it's the most uh transited uh, uh it's the most highly trafficked uh border in the entire world you know so it's uh mm. they're really mm. they really uh worked really hard to make it really easy to walk over walk in people do it every single day of their lives
3: mm. amazing I mean that's a real bonus as well I can't, I can't I didn't actually know you could just easily do that
0: yeah if you if you're not if you're not driving you can actually get there by Amtrak as well by train and um, which I've done as well and that's right. really really fun you know because you take it's a surf they call it the surf liner so it's a train that passes by the entire Pacific Ocean it's really beautiful. Um, wow. and then you uh, you're, you stop in San Diego, which is the closest uh, city uh, into, in, into Mexico, and then you take a smaller train and that one takes you off right to the border. So you don't even have to rent a car. Um, you can just take the Amtrak, this is called the Surfliner, stop in San Diego, um, take a smaller train, walk into Mexico, call an Uber, You know, uh, you know, you can even ask the Uber driver, um, you know, like, where do you like for tacos? And then they'll take you around sometimes. Um, (laughs) and then by the time, whenever you're tired or you're full, you just walk back into, into San Diego and then you take the train, back into 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 LA so that's that's
3: my favorite to yeah that's
0: my favorite thing to do and I do it as as soon as I have a a free day I I do it all the time
3: awesome awesome and uh finally on this section like um uh you you can choose like your favorite museum or gallery or kind of cultural thing to do as well
0: art is one of those things that like I you know I I chose I I dedicated my life to food so I'm I don't really go to museums much (laughs) To be honest, <laughs>
3: That's but I mean, yeah, you,
0: you can go to the L.A. County Museum of Art. Um, you know, LACMA. Um, if you wanted to go a little deeper into uh, understanding, like L.A., um, so the birthplace of L.A. is actually in downtown L.A. It's called uh, La Plaza, uh, La Plaza, um, and it's uh, you can see L.A.'s first, uh, the first home that was ever built in L.A. in the 1800s. Um, you know, when uh-huh. when when uh, when L.A. was still a part of Mexico. Don't forget that all like California was Mexico in the 1800s. So you see remnants mm. of that, which is when you're when you're driving or, or taking an Uber or biking or walking across all of L.A., you can see, you know, all the street names are almost uh, there's a lot of names in Spanish. That's for a reason, because, mm. you know, there is a for, a for a long time, California was part of Mexico. So if you wanted to understand deeper California history, L.A. history, go to La Plaza, And then go to a museum um, that is right there called it's called yeah La Plaza de Cultura y Artes. It's the place of culture and arts in Spanish. Uh, La Plaza de Cultura y Artes. They actually just uh, opened a Mexican food museum where they go into the history of uh, you know of a lot of a a lot of the foods that we take for granted, cacao, tomatoes, vanilla beans, um, spirulina corn these are all um item, these are all food items that are from the, U- uh, the the americas you know mexico and parts of the us yeah. so if you want right. if you love food if you love food culture and food history i highly recommend going to la plaza de cultura y artes um, go into their music, their mexican food museum and learn about some of your favorite foods and seeing how how they came from and how and you know how they how they travel through the world via, via the spice routes back
3: then that's a great answer that's a
1: that is a great answer and we brought it back to food hooray <laughs> which is why we're all yeah, here oh,
3: yes. <laughs> I, I do that I, i'm very intense sorry guys
1: <laughs> no, oh, no no I no no, no no it's great Fantastic. it's great we've obviously we've covered a lot of ground already have you do you have any sort of like must-dos that listeners you know other places whether that's Beaches or sites or um, cuisine types—anything that you sort of think are absolute musts for people visiting the, the city
3: y- that you haven't mentioned already—and don't worry if you have.
0: Yeah, I think um, I, per- I think a lot of people don't know how LA has a really great hiking, really good walking routes uh, in uh, yeah. up in the mountains. One of my favorite things to do whenever I just need to, you know, get away is, uh, you know, go uh, take the highway number two. Um, all the way to the it, it it goes straight into the mountains into the into the Angeles Crest mm-hmm. Mountains and there's a lot of pullouts that you can you know park your car. There's trails. One of my favorite trails is called Switzer Falls S W I T Z E R. It's about like mm-hmm. 45 minutes from from the city um, and you're like in this beautiful um, you know California landscape um, that is not yeah. it's not it's a little bit of trees a little bit of hot it's like a it's just a beautiful mountain landscape and it's a it's like about a like a seven kilometer round trip, uh, 10 kilometer round trip uh, trail. Um, and, you, and you end yeah. up going to a waterfall. So if, if you had the time, I would definitely, and if you wanted to just like, you know, decompress and, and take yourself out of the city for a little bit, I recommend just driving up the mountains and, and going to this, mm-hmm. to this trail, Switzer Falls. If you want a little more of a city environment in mountains, I love Big Bear, California. That's about an hour and a half from LA. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a beautiful skiing resort, um, that, you know, a lot of people that come to LA don't realize, um, because, you know, everyone stay you know, the, everyone, everyone knows about the beaches, but, you know, the reality is that you can go to the beaches and to the, into the snow whenever there is snow in, in one day. So I love Big Bear. I love going up the down to this Crest Highway and just, you know, taking some, some, a uh, uh, picnic up there, like, you know, taking some cider, some beer, some wine and some yes. like, you know, a nice Vietnamese sandwich uh, or some tamales or just whatever it sounds to, about a cheese board, um, just go up hiking and just you know uh, whenever whenever you get to the waterfall, just pull out your snacks and eat it. Um, that, that's one of my favorite things, for
3: sure. Say, so is it e- easy enough to kind of get out of LA uh, to go to these places? Yeah,
0: for sure. the The mountains is not the mountains is uh is I would say they're not a tourist a tur- a place that most tourists uh, want to visit when they're in LA. Maybe they'll go to Griffith. Mm-hmm. They'll go to Griffiths Park, which is you know our kind of Central Park um, in LA. It's like yeah. in, in the middle in the middle of LA, in the middle of Hollywood. You know, that's okay, but yeah. I don't, you know, it's not, it doesn't provide the full experience of like the richness of, of, of LA flora. Um, so, and then and the, and the natural environment. So I, I would definitely, if you, yeah, you do have to rent a car though for this because you have to drive up. Um, but it's worth yeah. it even for just rent a car for one day or two days and just uh, drive up, um, you know, up to two. And, uh, and you can just Google like, you know, best hiking trails around LA. Um, and you, and you'll find there's lots of stuff where you can, you can use the all trails hiking app and, uh, you know, you, there's some that are dog friendly too. If you have friends with dogs, uh, and for me, I, I love it. I try to go as, as much as I can. Um, when it snows, um, I, 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 I don't, I cancel everything and I just go up because I like to be in the snowy environment it brings me peace. So, uh. That's what I I would definitely do, and it's and that's something that most tourists don't think about doing. But when you know you go you, you go up there and you just smell like the clean air, um, the fresh air, and you know it's a it's life affirming for sure.
3: And if you have a Vietnamese sandwich to be that I mean uh, that's just... yeah I mean so that, that's
0: my that's my that's my uh, that's my ritual. I go to this place called Ba Le, and they make their, they bake their own baguettes. Uh, they they make their own uh, mayonnaise. Um, and they have like you know, bit like uh, they have their own French, uh, French uh, inspired, um, you know, uh, Vietnamese cold meats. Uh, you know, so yeah. like a lot of pates, a lot of uh, cold cuts, uh, a lot of salamis, uh, th- that type of stuff. Or they have like more Asian uh, barbecue pork, barbecue beef. Um, you know, with like crispy uh, radishes and and cucumber and uh, and then a little bit of uh, some spring rolls. So it's I love that stuff so much. Um,
3: yeah, you're you're, you're you're saying all the right <laughs> things. Oh my god, um, cool. All right, well, we're gonna move on now just to talk a little bit about like how la uh, la's recent past, uh, past the present, and and kind of the future of la too. Made iconic by its Hollywood connections. Los Angeles is also jam-packed with must-see sites, think world-renowned museums, top-notch restaurants, and scenic surfing spots. Make the most of your trip to the City of Angels with Deco Witness Top 10 Los Angeles. Planning is a breeze with our simple list of 10, covering the very best that Los Angeles has to offer and ensuring that you don't miss a thing. Find it in all good bookshops or via the link in
1: our episode bio. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
3: So Javier, um, uh, how has LA changed in recent times? Um, you kind of talked about a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, showcasing the, the lesser known side of LA and showcasing the other side of that, like LA dream, et cetera. Um, uh, but I, I feel like LA's got a real cultural moment kind of going on at the minute. And lots, of, as you said, lots of people kind of moving there for not for the, obvi- uh, for, the, for the stereotypical reasons. So yeah, how has, how has it been recently?
0: good you know right, right now right now la is in a, in a pivotal moment in a crossroads because you know you're seeing a lot of children of immigrants who are from who immigrated to la in the 60s 70s who are you know now growing up and they're having disposable incomes or they're, they're you know they, they have a career mm. and they're opening up their own more exciting concepts uh so it's a really exciting time because you know there's a lot of uh, What's been really trendy—not trendy, but it's been uh, a meaning of—it's it's been a means of existence and a means of to of sustenance to get by—is pop-ups. Yeah. Have you? I, I don't know if uh, in where you all are from, pop-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's been there's a lot of pop-ups mm. yeah. all over LA right now, and they're all by and mm. they're all by young by you know by cooks who and chefs who just got tired of working in the restaurant environment, working those long hours, you know, hurting their. their Hurting their bodies, and you know, they after the pandemic and, and when yeah. so many restaurants closed, a lot of these chefs just you know quit, branched out, started doing their own pop-ups, you know, open up an Instagram account with a nice catchy name, and just started doing yeah. crazy experimental food and bringing that food at a very low price point. Um, so that that's what's been happening right now, and that's kind of the most exciting part of LA right now is like all the pop-ups. Every single weekend, you're driving by and you see like you know a new some new s- grilling meats, some some smoke. You see someone making pizza out of their car you see someone making like noodles like or, you know or, or there's even one guy who makes a uh, handmade pasta like in the street um uh in the street, in the street and it's amazing yeah he worked at like a, he wow. worked at like LA's best uh, like one of LA's best pasta restaurants called bestia and then he's a pop up now called estrano e s t r a n o and it's uh it's you know it's like spots with with crispy pig ears it's like a like a, like mm-hmm. foie gras, like a, a, a foie gras shumai, you know, dumplings. It's uh, you know, a Chinese style dan dan noodles with like a muhumara, like walnut dip. Um, it's uh, you know, like wow. crispy frog legs with like you know, kind of prepared like Nashville, like hot chicken style. So it's just like bonkers, bonkers gonzo food um, with like loud like punk rock music in a dark alley somewhere, and it's just like it's just uh, <laughs> this is and this is the LA that that we're living through right now. We're seeing. All these chefs and the, you know doing their own exciting things and and you know more importantly the customers the clients the the people who are want to taste these things and they're willing to wait in line and try this food. Mm. So if you love, again it, go, it goes back to food. Yeah. All roads all roads go back to to LA food scene. <laughs>
1: And understandably so, though.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, because uh, you mentioned that you're a bit of a punk rocker as well and the, um, uh, by night, and I was guessing it, it, it almost aligns with um, a lot of, like, kind of DIY music scenes mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, as I said, whether it's, like, punk or rap or anything, have kind of come out of L.A., so thinking of, like, Black Flag and stuff like that onwards. And it does it feel like the kind of, like, a food revolution is going on in the same way right now?
0: Yeah, a, lo- a lot of the times... Um they inter, they, they, inter, they intermingle the two genres. There's mm-hmm. a lot of punk because there's a lot of, uh, you know, if you're a rocker, if you love, like, punk music, you know, fast music, you most often will find work in a kitchen, you know. It's a very fast-paced lifestyle that goes with it, with the philosophy yeah. of punk, you know, with the live fast, die young, you know, just, you know, live your life really excessively. So the pop-up that I told you about, Estrano, um, he brings loud speakers and he's playing really aggressive, loud, fast music and making, like, this really ornate delicate delicious pasta um so a lot a lot in, in la it's a kind of it's a kind of place where both these cultures interact with each other and create magical things
3: that's awesome that's really really cool yeah and and when do you f- kind of find like uh is the best time to visit la like is there a particular time of year you talked about the snow for instance i didn't realize that that was an option
0: yeah i would say uh you know la is a city of perpetual summer so there it's always hot here um the 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 true answer is that it's always a good time to visit um it's always a good Mm -hmm. time to visit because it's there's uh you know in summer you can go like you know paddle boarding you can go just chill on the beach and drink some beer and just kind of live up like the you know like the full la uh experience of just being hot really really hot um but still being like a coastal Mm -hmm. community um or but my favorite time of the year is is personally the fall and winter um late fall maybe like around halloween season because uh, the biggest uh, Day of the Dead festival in the U.S. Oh. is actually held at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Hollywood Forever Cemetery is, uh, is, is the very, it's, if I can go back and answer another, and answer the question of like, if you had to go to one place, and it wasn't a food answer, I would definitely say uh, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, it's open to the public. It's a, it's a cemetery in the middle of Hollywood that has turned into a venue. Um, you know, two of the Ramones are buried ba- oh, wow. and, and two of the Ramones are buried there. One of the cramps Toto from like, uh, from, from the Wizard of Oz, uh, is buried there. <laughs> uh, my mentor is buried there. It's like, it's a very iconic, it's yep. a very iconic LA, uh, you know, cemetery and, uh, uh around the, the Halloween season and the month of October, they have the Day of the Death Festival where they just turn the entire venue into a celebration of death. Um, in a very uh, in a very uh, death positive way, you know, which is the way in Mexico. In Mexico, you don't, you know, you, you yeah. don't dread it. Yeah. It's a part of life, and you celebrate the person who has passed on. Your family, your member, your family members, your loved ones. So it's a really extremely magical moment, um, because it's like it's a little cold, so you see the fog roll in. Um, that we have like artists from um, from all around the uh, Latin America who they hire to headline the show. Um, there's like lots of alcohol, lots of amazing food. Um, and uh, it's just like you just that for me is like like the full definition of LA. All these people who come around from all over the county to come celebrate, you know, uh, death in a in a positive way, and while eating and drinking and and watching like good and and partying over a cemetery. It's like that kind of culture you only experience out in Mexico in Michoacan, you know, where the the dead was originated, or in Oaxaca, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. how you do it. But like in the US, that's a little weird, right? So, but not not here. This yeah. is a place where. Um, you know, and ironically enough, you know, they do use this, uh, you know, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for a lot of the different movie shoots. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to feel that, that Hollywood, uh, that, that feeling of being in Hollywood, but in a very real non-artificial way, you go to Hollywood forever. Mm. And it's a big plot of a green land in the green space in the, in the city. Um, so yeah, and you can, you can go visit your favorite Ramon, Joey, or Joey Ramon or, or Didi <laughs> Ramon.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Toto. Yeah. Or whatever. Toto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that sounds uh, that sounds incredible and and really really cool to experience as well. I'd love to see that. Um and uh, are there kind of like um I, I'm guessing is the city kind of feeling kind of back, back to normal now from after after sort of covid and if so are kind of like events back back on, are music festivals, etc, food festivals still uh, still back on the agenda?
0: Yeah, as of the time of this recording, um Everything is coming back with a vengeance. Live music, people are out, bands mm-hmm. are touring, um, people are throwing events. It's a, it's an it's almost if you live here, it's very overwhelming because you know there's uh that's a, it's 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 a really funny thing to say, but when you live in LA, there's always so many things happening, and you sometimes you forget to take time for yourself. Um, so yeah. because you know there's there's moments when you know you just want to stay home and not do nothing, but you have the you know what 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 we call fomo um it means fear of missing out and just kind of <laughs> is there should I go, should I not go? should I go should I not go? so uh, yes, the, right now everything is opening back up. um I believe even the schools have uh you know uh, our our school district was the, our uh, our public school district was the last one in the country to still need a mask for children um then you know they just mm-hmm. they just lifted that recently. Um, you know, you don't need math to, to to go indoors anymore. So yeah, you definitely see at least for the moment being. You know, before if there's any other uh, you know variant around, um, but right now it's a, it's a great time sure. to visit L.A. because there's just a, everything that you have been wanting to do before the pandemic. Right now, you can definitely do it, uh, and maybe even in a in a in a you know in a, in a better setting because everyone is just bringing back their A game and and, and doing everything they can to, yeah. to to make up for it.
3: So. So all those pent-up ideas, yeah. all those, like, recipes that they've been working on. Exactly. And it's all coming out there. Yeah, well, what better excuse to go and visit LA? I'm sold. <laughs> for
1: sure, for sure. Javi, <laughs> I've just had the best time talking to you. Honestly, I'm totally sold on, on LA, um, trust me we will be coming and knocking at your door to please take us on a picnic we want the vietnamese sandwich yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i want
0: the vietnamese sandwich so i want good. the tacos <laughs> yeah I want everything it's it's so good and if uh if anyone here you know if you come visit you know please feel free to send me a line um send me a dm or an email um i'm very easy to find on instagram just just google my name or i go by the glutster t-h-e-g-l-u-t-s-t-e-r the root word being gluttony um and, uh, you know, if not follow LA taco, LA taco is, a, is the website that I am the editor in chief of. And every single week I release, uh, guides for how to experience LA, you know, uh, best tacos, best noodles, best pizza, best sushi, best thing, everything. Um, so
3: yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's the place to go, um, uh, to get your LA information. So, um, uh, so yeah, we will certainly be doing that Javier and, uh, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much. So huge thanks to Javier. Um, he already mentioned it. Um, but uh, if you want to kind of follow up on his different activities, you can find him on Instagram at the theglutster. Um, and in our next episode, where are we going, Lucy? We're actually
1: going to Manchester, so much closer to home.
3: <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All about the contrast here, yes, at where to go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Manchester, um, I mean, similarly, like a kind of city that's kind of steeped in history. Yeah. Um, lots of people kind of think they sort of know it or there's a stereotype to it. But I'm, yeah. I'm interested in getting uh, kind of, uh, you know, seeing a bit of a different side to it. And and we're doing that with, uh, with our friend Dan Stables. That's right. Uh, He's
1: one of our sort of, uh, one of one of our writers, a DK witness and an all round top chap. So that will be yes. a brilliant episode
3: so make sure to tune in and to hear all about Manchester with Dan and uh, in the meantime you can um, uh, we'd love to hear sort of your feedback and thoughts on where to go if you want to get in touch just reach out to us at DKR Witness on social media Um, but yeah for now uh, that's goodbye from me
1: and goodbye from me
3: and thank you so much we shall see you very soon
1: where To Go was produced by the team at DK Eyewitness and the wonderful Julia Baker. It was presented by James Atkinson and Lucy Richards and mastered by Johnny Coddington at Bottle Bucket Recording. For more information about DK Eyewitness, follow us on social media at DK Eyewitness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness.
3: And don't forget to please like, rate, review and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. Your support means so much to us.